tonight, I can report to the American people and to the world. I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully. We were able to be all these things and do all these things because we were informed by great men, men who were revered. All men and women created by the goal, you know the you know the thing. It's going to say, you want free speech? Let's see you acknowledge a man whose words make your blood boil, who's standing center stage and advocating at the top of his lungs that which you would spend a lifetime opposing at the top of yours. You want to claim this land as a land of the free? Now show me that. Defend that. Celebrate that in your classroom. Then stand up and sing about the land of the free. Which do you like more, Congress or lice? <laughs> Well, we like lice. Here's my eight words people need to stop redefining. Hate, victim, hero, shame, violence, survivor, phobic, and white supremacy. That America's leading industry is still the manufacture, distribution, packaging, and marketing of bullshit. Uh, so once again, we come back with a Sean having a deep philosophical, philosophical, it would be helpful if I could speak, philosophical question about the universe. Now, one is fun and one is pissy. Sean, take it away. We'll start with pissy first, because uh, I'm just really annoyed by it. Have you heard recently, and I know this is like you don't have one of these anymore, and I don't either, uh, but we, you remember what this is like. Um, do you realize right now that nationally we have a baby formula shortage across the United States? Um, yes, completely. Kind of hard to miss. Kind of hard to miss. And if, if you don't have children or have never had children or you've never used formula, both my children did. Um, my, we, we couldn't do breastfeeding for uh, several reasons. Um, we were bottle only when my kids were uh, that age and um, they had to have specialized baby formula because uh, Kayla was extremely lactose intolerant. So she had to have, I think it was like called gentle ease, which is rice based instead of milk based uh, baby formula. And if you don't know anything about babies, if you have a formula fed kid, that's all they can eat. Like that's their diet entirely, 100 percent and completely their and it, diet. And it's not exactly a great idea to start switching up formulas through the middle of the process. Well, they say it's not. And I, I don't know. We didn't. Well, it, um, I'm sure that if it's the only option you have. Yeah, it's excellent. not going to kill the kid or anything like that, but it can produce some issues here and there. So surprisingly enough, newly formed digestive systems tend to be a little bit finicky yeah they don't take well to change right so when you find something that works whatever that is you kind of lock that in for a little while for the health and and safety and uh, uh preference of your child well not only that but your ability to sleep right because i guarantee you if they ain't happy you ain't happy okay they say if you know mama's happy, then you know if mama's not happy, ain't nobody happy. Yeah, if that kid ain't happy, nobody in the house is going to rest. Period. So uh, this is this is an issue because right now we do not have enough formula on shelves to feed our children. 
are bottle-fed children. Now, morons have said, well, just breastfeed. Well, um, either these idiots are single people living in California or <laughs> they know freaking nothing about children because there are times when that is indeed possible. Well, this is actually usually the person you see in the emergency room with an underweight child because they've been trying to feed them um, corn juice as a <laughs> vegan diet and wondering yeah. why, surprise, surprise, it's not working. It's not working. The child has massive diarrhea issues. <laughs> you know, like there's all kind. They're like, no, that's you can't do that to babies. You know, also the same person who, who you know, goes and says, I'm going to climb you know, K2 or Mount Everest and show you that vegans are just as strong as everybody else and died because they couldn't get enough protein and calories in their diet on the mountain to make them live, you know, like there's there's a reason humans work the way they do. Uh, but if you have a formula fed child and you're you're on that train for like a year, basically, can, can, can I actually just interrupt you for a moment? Because it's just it's just something that I, I found absolutely hilarious. I fell down a TikTok rabbit hole recently, mm -hmm. um, which is generally what I call Tuesday. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. Familiar. Yep. But uh, at the same time, one of the ones I came across in this process was a duo of somebody making vegan cheese next to <laughs> trying to make vegan mozzarella next to Gordon Ramsay screaming and crying. And it was just one of the funniest things I've seen in the longest time. I I just I, I've seen that. Like, how do you like? In, uh, I don't often agree with like jaded old women, but I was at uh, the grocery store the other day, and there was vegan cheese, and this old man was pointing it out, just laughing to his wife, who was obviously of an older generation, right? She's probably seventy five, eighty years old. And I love it. I love it when old people cuss, right? I, I love it. It's hysterical. She, this old woman looks at that and goes, how the fuck are you supposed to have vegan cheese? <laughs> what? I, do, you, do you know what cheese is made with, Ali? You know, and he's my, like, yeah, I know. My first experience with the fact that vegan cheese even existed was we have a really nice um, brick oven pizza place near here. Uh, it makes excellent pizza. Excellent pizza. But it is right next to the University of Delaware. <laughs> so needless to say, they've got some interesting stuff. And I'm sitting here looking at the list of pizzas and all there, and you've got all this stuff. The um, uh, 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 the chicken basil pesto pizza is just to die for. And right underneath that, it said vegan margarita pizza with vegan cheese. And I had never – and I'm, it's just sitting here going – What? I, I'm going, how do you – how do you make vegan cheese? I'm sitting here thinking to myself because, as I said, this was several, several, several years ago, and the idea that people would even try something like this was beyond me at that time. And I looked at the young lady behind the counter, and I just I said, I, I have to ask, what is vegan cheese? She looked me dead in the eye and went, look, I'm a vegetarian. I'm going to tell you, you don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh I, I, look and i have no problem with vegetarians if you're a vegetarian and you have you have food issues and and or or this is a lifestyle choice that you've had or or a religious choice great look i have you ever eaten indian food it's delicious 
Okay. Zero problems with with vegetarian. I I really do. Like, uh, if you told me, okay, all you can eat is Indian food for the rest of your days. All right, I can make a go with that because it's delicious. Okay, I have zero problem with that. You can get full on Indian food. You can't. I know because I've had to have the forklift back into the the restaurant and drag my ass out because I've been like on a food coma out of an Indian restaurant. Totally get it. I get there. Vegan, on the other hand, is a very different prospect. Uh, you know, I don't necessarily even distinguish specifically between vegan and vegetarian. What I uh, distinguish between is people who have actually calculated out and figured out the health reasons and decided to be to eat primarily a plant-based diet. And the people who've done that usually actually do tend to be pretty healthy because they have literally gone through the figured out of, I need this much protein, therefore I need to eat this many legumes to get it. Right. You know, versus somebody who has done it for political reasons. You know, people who've done it for political and moral reasons, it's kind of like you've only thought halfway through this. I mean, you're saying you won't eat shellfish because it's technically an animal, yet at the same time, a mollusk is a less developed creature than a a tree. (laughs) You know, there's just no logic behind what it is that they're trying to do. So if you're if you've decided for health purposes that you feel better, live better and are better eating a plant based diet and have figured out how to make sure that your body gets all the various nutrients that you need more power to you. Oh, yeah. If you're trying to use moral and social justice reasons for for this, you really haven't thought it through. Not even a little bit. And, 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 and if you're listening to this and if you're vegan and you're losing your mind, please email me because I am happy to have this debate with you. I, yeah, I just don't get it. Like, if you want to go plant-based, great. I, I have zero issue with that. I, uh, You know, like, you can have a meal with a vegetarian, you know, and at their house, out at a restaurant or whatever – and everybody's happy and, and well-fed. Now, I will admit that I'm the asshole who wants to walk into a vegetarian restaurant and ask if they have a carnivorous option. <laughs> now, I will admit to being that asshole. That's awesome. I ought to start doing that. Do you have a carnivorous menu? Yeah, I, I would like that. Because uh, that's what vegetarians do. Actually, that's not true. That's what vegans do. Vegetarians walk in and just scan the menu and go, what can I have? Right. Vegans will ask if you have a vegan option. And it's just well, the, the, because once stupid. again, what you've got is is typically speaking, the, the vegetarian is looking for a plant based diet. They're not looking whether or not that piece of lettuce has ever been in the same room with meat with meat. Yeah. They're not the ones that, God forbid, find out that they have something that uh, was, was cooked in the same pan that a burger was cooked in six days ago. <laughs> is not going to have a crying temper tantrum. Right. <laughs> That's about the size of it, honestly. And it, you, you're just like, oh, come on, man. Uh, but we do have a a baby food shortage right now. And as far as I can tell, there's no freaking reason for it other than profits and blaming it on the supply chain. Well, you're coming back into another thing that we've been dealing with a lot for 
well, most notably, I won't say that's, that, that it's never happened before, but it's been most notably happening for about the past six years, which is finding a problem and then pointing your finger at the other side to say it's their fault. Yeah. I would even go so far as to say, and this is my conspiracy theory mind, but once again, if you want to debate me on this, I'm happy to do so. I would even go so far as to say creating a problem and then pointing at the other side and saying it's their fault. That seems to be the aim of uh, everybody right now. I, I loved that uh, when President uh, Moron got up there, uh, I guess it was last week, to address inflation, you know, the inflation that he said we weren't having right now. and the Or, or the inflation that he said was uh, improving because it went down like 0.30%. Right, and that it's all Putin's fault, by the way. Of course uh, it is. Yeah, uh, it couldn't be anything. That his, and it really addressed the country and told us flat out he had no plan. Um, what he should be doing, like this is a prime example of what an executive order is for, right? You can, this, because honestly, this is babies, right? This is babies. The babies of our nation are at risk because they don't have enough food. So this I'm, is what an executive emergency order is for. And, and I'm not sure. I, I, I've seen some, some reports, but I'm not sure I buy it as not being part of the conspiracy theory, part of the uh, finding somebody else to blame for it or just that side's narrative. But there's been a lot of reports going out about like how much they've got stockpiled at the border or something of that nature. I'm not 100% sure I buy that one though. Yeah, I don't I don't know about that, but uh like you, I'm a little skeptical on that. But here's the issue, right? Like we have kids who need food and it's not like parents aren't willing to pay for it. Uh, this this is this is bad, right? Get some from your like write an executive order, import it from Europe. I don't care what it is. Right. I don't care what 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 you have to do. These are ch hungry babies. This isn't even children. This is past children. This is babies. This is all they can eat. Fucking fix it. How hard is that? You want to win? You want a short term win for the Democratic Party? Dumbass. How about fixing hungry babies? That would be great. This is. This is uh, okay. I'm going to use another example, but here comes the part: is they don't actually want a win. No, I don't. I don't think so. And, and and here's an example of what I mean by they don't want a win. Okay, we our last cast we spoke about the whole Roe versus Wade concept. Right. Okay. Now, one of the things that was an option, even then I said at the cast was, is that there can be an act of Congress. A law can be made just to basically say this is this is what is legal. Sure. OK. Rather than stomping around and screaming and yelling and, and oh, my God, and stuff like that, you know, the, part of the problem was, is that there was never no federal law ever made. They just let the Supreme Court legislate from the bench and just kind of went, oh, there it is. And they had that opportunity to do that now, but they couldn't do it. And it and and everybody wants to point at the other side or at to one or two senators to say it's their fault. 
And really what it comes down to is, is rather than just creating a bill that codifies what's already been going on for 50 years, they couldn't do that. They had to add 6 million other different regulations into it or basically say that you can shoot the baby in the head the moment it comes out. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I'm exaggerating and being euphemistic there, but that's kind of, that's real close to how far they went to it. And surprise, surprise, even a couple of Democrats won't sign on to that bill. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so they basically have just flat out proven that they are they weren't interested in solving the problem because even then even if the goal was to be able to allow abortion all the way out to the point of right after birth um once again i know i'm exaggerating but but even if that was the intention they could have solved today's problem right now and then continued to work on what it is that they wanted to accomplish but they couldn't emotionally just decide to do that they had to continue screaming and yelling at each other i think that's because that's all they know how to do it, but it, exactly but even then goes into you know i know i took us a far field a little bit there but it kind of even goes back into what you're saying yes there's a problem with baby formula right now no one's actually interested in solving it uh, and that's the that's the part that kills me that's the part that kills me they're not interested in solving it because it's not actually within their benefit to solve it because they're they're better off. They think they're better off to 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 screw around the way they always have and create a fear trigger than they are to actually solve something. Because if they were seen solving something that would that would indicate several things. One. Well, now it says that we care about this issue and we don't you know, like half the people don't care about it. So we don't need to care about it. Uh, and then the other thing is, if we solve it, then people will forget about it. If we complain about it with them, we can use it for a lot longer. And I'm, I'm convinced that's what it is. I'm convinced that's what it is. If we paid enough lift service, maybe we'll get some votes out of it. That's it. That's what they do. That's, that's the, the MO now. And instead of actually, unless it gets so bad that people are going to set something on fire like Congress, they're not going to do anything about it. Only if they're willing to set something like Congress on fire, because if they're willing to set set the local grocery store on fire, that's no big deal. Yeah, that's no big deal. Only if it affects them directly right now. Over this issue, do this or we'll set Congress on fire. Will they do anything? And oh, here, this, here this is how political or professional political leadership has has brought us to our country's. Uh, I won't say we're over the hill now, but but we're we're rapidly descending into something that is unrealistically, ex, you know, uh, uh, sustainable. It's not. We cannot keep going but, like this. But even then, what you're talking about is protesting out in front of the Capitol or even, to use my topic, the Supreme Court. And uh, everybody wants to – up, well, certain people want to jump up and complain about the fact that people have instead chosen to um, protest in front of uh, certain people's homes. Mm, well, yes, here, I've heard about that. Well, here here comes one part of it. Now, do I think it's a great idea to for us to be jumping up and down in front of people's homes and scaring them into whatever decision that we think they should make? 
no. But at the same time, you can't protest in front of the Supreme Court right now. They've shown you in their own videos on the media, the Supreme Court is fenced off. Yeah. <laughs> Where else are you going to go? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> go protest in front of the Supreme Court. Uh, We can't get to the Supreme Court? <laughs> That's your problem. Figure it out. Okay. <laughs> Where no, do no, they no. live? No, 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 not that. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 don't figure it out like that. Yeah. But I mean, this, these kinds of issues, like stuff that should never have happened, should never have happened, right? Parents are paying like forty, fifty, eighty dollars a can for baby food, and to try and keep their child fed because companies can't be bothered to deal with, well, you know, cut into our profit margin if we continued making this stuff or if we had to pay more. Um, I, no, no, I, I'm sorry. This is like, and if you wanted a clear cut, uh, example of why we should have a presidential executive emergency order to to get companies to produce something, sort of like we did in World War II. It's like, oh, stop, automakers. You are now building planes and tanks. It's a government thing. There's an emergency. Hell, we got to get this done. Take it. Take just the past uh, several years with the vaccine. Yeah. You know, and here's another one that, surprise, surprise, everybody wants to, you know, right now wants to say, look what Joe did for the vaccine. It's kind of like, uh, yeah. That's a bad example. Don't That's use a that. Bad example, guys. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to use um, that example. You know that guy you hate? Um, yeah, he. that's maybe one of the few things that he got right. And what what really gets me is the government has made it clear very clear to me and since since the pandemic for the last two years ongoing that not only do they not care they have made it very clear that they are in complete cahoots whatever you want to call it uh, complete support of corporations and special interests just raking us over the coals for whatever profits they can squeeze out of us. And they're okay with that. They're okay with that because it doesn't hurt them. The only time they acted, the only time they acted, is when during the, the pandemic, deep into the pandemic, right, which I honestly think they scared us more than they needed to uh, for and uh, really – pushed the issue farther than it needed to be because they listened to dipshit Fauci. But anyway, uh, who should be in jail by now and never will serve a day. But um, And they're still they, out there trying desperately to convince people that we should still be locked down. Right. Oh, yeah. No, right now. Like, oh, I didn't say lockdowns were never going to come back because I totally think they should come back. You know, we're never going to be out of a lockdown situation. Like, he's he he's drunk on power. But anyway... Um, and they proved several times, like different things have proved like the lockdowns did not work. Neither did masks. Um, but uh, the only time the government acted free and without constraint is when they figured out if they continued on the way they were doing with the whole lockdown situation. When they came back out of it, there wouldn't be a country. Right. We would just set the damn thing on fire. <laughs> 
and just just go right into a all out free for all for everybody. And they went, oh crap, uh, we probably got to fix that, don't we? Um, okay, okay, okay. What can we do? What can we do? What can we do? Uh, throw money at everybody. Uh, won't that create systematic inflation when they get out of their house and you know they've tightened their budgets and now they're going to come back out and buy everything under the sun and and won't this cause widespread inflation? We'll worry about that later. And then it did. Now, take that a step further. We'll blame that on somebody else later. We'll blame it on them. Because that's what that's about what they're going to do. Like if you look right now, what they're effectively doing is blaming the shortages and blaming all of the the inflation and everything on us, right? You guys are spending too much. You guys are buying too much stuff. You guys are doing this, and like, look, we're going to try and fix it, but it's really you who's doing this, who's creating this inflation. They're blaming the inflation on us, and. Like, okay, I look, wait, wait a minute. For close to two years, the government gave out free money. Nobody yeah. had to work for it. Yep. Nobody had to do anything for it. Here, have some money. Go spend it to keep the economy running. Not only that, but they looked at businesses out there, especially small businesses, and said, fuck you. Then they even looked at these people and said, you know what? You don't even have to pay rent for the next two years. Oh, yeah. Uh, p- people who own the houses? Fuck you. <laughs> and, are, right. and, and are turning around back and forth surprised like any, hell, any sophomore with a calculator could basically come up with the idea of how this was going to be bad. Mm-hmm. Now, something obviously needed to be done with regards to the... Uh, the, just keeping things running for a period of time. But we went a little overboard with this concept. Not only that, but nobody, you know, this was almost as bad as when they gave um, all of the uh, people on Wall Street uh, money to get out of uh, 2008, only to find out that they just dispersed it amongst the CEOs. Uh-huh. We're yeah. not terribly far away from the same bullshit with all the PPE loans that they gave out and stuff like that. When you when you start actually looking at how many people just kept the money versus rehiring their employees. Yeah, but they'll never trace that. They'll never track that back. They'll find they'll find one company that did that, use them as a scapegoat. Same for 2008. You know, they'll find one company that did that, use them as a scapegoat, find the shit out of them and then call it success and claim victory. Oh, exactly. So what you basically have is a created financial disturbance. Now, we can go one of two ways with this. We can either go with the, and you know this is generally where my thought process tends to go, uh, it's the conspiracy theory, Klaus Schwab, Great Reset, all that kind of shit. Now, that's where my brain wants to go. I'm not exactly sure that's it. Personally, I think as much as my brain wants to go conspiracy theory side, that we're really dealing with the other side, which is these people are just fucking stupid. Oh, I think there's more than enough evidence of that. Uh, that's and then goes without saying. Um, and it also goes back to what occupation, what job do these people have? Now, once again, we everybody wants to think that the job that they have is legislation, and suppose and representing us to the leadership of this country. But that's not the job that they have at this point. The job that they have is keeping the job. That's always their job, right? That's that's 
and that's the problem. And I and I say this every time, and I know everybody's going to get tired of hearing it, but this is why it is a problem to have your country run by career professional politicians. Because the job of a career professional politician is not to be a civil servant. It well, is to get reelected and keep getting reelected forever. And then what you end up at that point in time, and this is going to sound like I'm being a joke, jokeful asshole, but I'm being actually literal and accurate, is rather than negotiating prices and manufacturing for baby formula, they're negotiating free Peloton for themselves. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you saw that one come out. Yeah, I saw. I it This is this is where your efforts are going. This is Peloton? yeah, this is our government. This is the people that we elected. And I'm I'm putting myself in here like no one I've ever voted for has ever made me happy, okay? Outside of a local level. Okay? Outside of a local level. Like I voted for the mayor of our little town. I live in a town of about 4,000 people. Okay? We had a mayor run against the, the mayor, and here's here's how bad it was. I, on a local level, I didn't even care if they were Democrat or Republican. I still don't care, okay? What we were all wanting is a mayor who would come in and fix the da- – there were two problems. There was fix the roads, like there were huge potholes and all that stuff. And, well, and you, you, you do remember the uh, governor of Georgia who thought the pothole situation would be fixed by prayer, right? Oh yeah, oh Did yeah. You have like, one of those? No. Well, I, 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 I don't know what they were doing, but the the lady ran against them, and she's like, "Look, I'm only doing this for two reasons. One, I want to fix the roads, and two, for some strange reason, and we had a uh, uh, it, it's weird. Um, the the power lines and stuff like that were were not being taken care of the electric company in our area was not doing the power lines correctly and the trees were overgrowing the power lines and it was shorting them out and causing an issue and people would go without power the power would super fluctuate and the answer was cut the damn trees right have a truck go through and just cut all the trees grind them all up and make mulch out of it and and the situation would have been handled she ran on those two platform that platform alone. Like, look, these are, I don't know about all the things I have to do for mayor, but I can tell you these two things I'm gonna do. And she ran against the dude, and she won because all of us were freaking sick of it. And she, the first thing she did, day one, is hire a local uh, uh, landscaping crew to get a truck with a chipper going behind it and just cruise the streets of our town. Uh, where this was a problem, just cut down the damn trees, grind them up into mulch, throw the mulch into the ditch, and move on to the next tree. That was day one. It co- And we all agreed that we'd pay the tax for this, which wound up being like $5 a month from every uh, uh, household that lived in town. And we're like, oh, yeah, no, that's going to be fine. And it was. That's fixing a problem. Okay, long story for that's fixing a problem. That's local, a local person looking out on the landscape saying, wow, there seems to be a lot of pressure here for these kind of things to get done. I'm sick of it. I'm going to fix this and I'm going to do the best I can. And then they go and then they do that. 
we can't like above your local level. Now we all know where she lives. We all know who she is. We all know where to go to talk to her and how to get a hold of her and all that kind of stuff. And you can do that. She is accountable to the people and which she serves. That is a public servant. I think once you get too far above, I'm going to go down there or I'm going to call them and talk to them. When you are no longer accountable to the people in which you serve, there there's some kind of weird thing that happens in this country where you just stop caring because you know you're not accountable to them. And even then, if you if you think that being local means that you are accountable to the people you serve, then you haven't watched a YouTube video of a school board meeting lately. <laughs> school boards are a different thing. Okay, that is a different animal entirely because I am convinced that academia thinks that academia is outside not only the, the, the law, but the bounds of time and space. I think for some reason... They think that school boards and in academia in general, all those people are in some kind of pocket dimension where the rules do not apply to you. Like all of them believe they are Neo. And I, I don't understand it. And it seems to be an, like a, a, a rot that happens all over the country where they're just like, we are the school board. Sort of like HOAs. HOAs are like that. Like they believe they are a law unto themselves. And they are above the law of everything, <laughs> including <laughs> physics. Uh-huh. Um, uh, you you, you uh, haven't cut your grass in a week? Uh, yeah, but it was uh, monsooning out the entire week. Yeah, I'd have had to cut it in a thunderstorm. Well, that's no problem. I got my grass cut. I don't know why. I don't know what happened to you. I'm like, actually, no. You have a service, and you demanded they cut it in the rain, and they caught, and they I talked to them, and they charged you three times as much for it. My guess is so you could make this argument, you know, but yeah, I, I I just I look at some of this stuff and like if you're not locally dependent on like, look, the mayor of our little town, like if you're pissed off about something, you can call Cindy and say, hey, what the hell? She's like, bring it up at the next town meeting. I'd be happy to talk to you about it. I think it's a problem, too. Let's see if we can do something about it. I don't know. You mean she doesn't have a Jen Psaki that she can put out in front of you to basically just take handfuls of bullshit and throw them at you every time you ask a question? <laughs> if she does, she doesn't use them uh, because she's she always she's always there for town hall meetings and she you know shakes everybody's hand when you're coming in. Um, and because I've been to several, because I was like, this is bullshit. You know, like our power is out. You know, it's been, a, I know it's because of the trees shorting on the wires. Like, this is a problem. Let's fix it. And she did. Uh, she did do the potholes and she repaved one of the really bad roads. She's like, look, yeah, it's expensive. It sucks. But you know what? Uh, nobody's going to ruin their car going down this, this, uh, artery to the, to the main highway. Um, and she's extremely popular. Uh, probably going to get reelected this time. She's not even campaigning. She's like, look, if you think I did a crappy job, don't vote for me. You know, if you think I did okay, vote for me. I, it's neither way. Either way, it's fine. Um, I, I appreciate that. But when you get high enough, you just don't care. And I think it's just like you get drunk on power and you get disconnected from the accountability from the people you serve. And when you do... I don't believe any good can come from that. 
like nothing nothing positive for the people you serve will come out of your administration. Well, look, you, you want to talk accountability? It, it just one of those things I find absolutely stinking hilarious. The guy who's sending them billions of dollars in, in extra funds to try to keep fighting their war, the Ukrainians just indicted. Well, you know, uh, okay, now, t- take a step back. You remember that whole thing that they impeached Trump over? Yeah. Okay, interfering with using uh, United States funds to interfere with uh, an outcome of a legal issue that he was having in the Ukraine. Okay, the Ukrainians, and, well, and part of the argument that came back was pointing at um, Biden and saying, you know, when he was vice president, he did the same goddamn thing. And well, yeah, but it doesn't count with Biden because they all like Biden. Exactly. Well, the Ukrainians, even though he's sending them billions of dollars to fight their war, have recently indicted him. You're kidding me. I may, I may be a little bit off on the actual like disposition of the case, but they're moving forward with it. They, they may, it may be under like extreme investigation, preparing for an indictment or something of that nature. I may be a little off with the actual disposition of it. But even the fact that they're willing to go that far for the guy who's funding their war means that there's got to be something wrong there. <laughs> I, yeah, we're just crazy. We're, we're just crazy. We're, we're not in our right minds. And to me, this is indicative of something that is unsustainable. We just haven't figured it out yet. Like as a country, we haven't come to grips with it yet. It's sort of like we've already had the car accident, but we're in shock right now. Uh, it, it's like we're we're going to have a problem like we're ble- bleeding profusely, but we're in shock. <laughs> so so it doesn't hurt yet. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I think we're a little bit further along than you think we are. <laughs> I think we're into the point where if you're using your same analogy, that we're now arguing with the insurance company over how much money we're going to get when they just decide it's totaled. <laughs> I I, th- I think the insurance company is looking at at the U.S. government in your same analogy, going, "Yeah, this shit's totaled. We're just going to have to replace it." And yeah, you're going to need there, a new one. Yeah, and, there's... And, and everybody's sitting there going, "Yeah, but 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 what do I get for it?" Yeah, we can't fix this. Uh, no, we yeah, no, 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 almost no, okay, nothing. Okay, but 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 what do I get for it? <laughs> All right, it's a 200-plus-year-old American make model. Uh, it's got a lot of miles on it. It's been through several wars. Uh, we're going to give you best – it's sort of like uh, you know the dude from Pawn Stars. Best I can do is 50 bucks. <laughs> you know? uh, and I was listening to another podcast in which somebody was having – they were having a conversation about the Constitution, and one of the two people in the in the conversation said that they had rewritten the Constitution. And you know how I am a fan of just following the damn Constitution. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there going, this is going to be bullshit. I'm going to get pissed as I'm listening to this. And I actually think he did an excellent job of rewriting the Constitution because he brought it down to one sentence. And it is the perfect sentence. Leave me the fuck alone. Do, yeah. No, no, but it goes to everything. Should the government have a say in what religion you have? Leave me the fuck alone. Should the government decide what your medical status should be? 
leave me the fuck alone. Should the government decide whether or not I should be allowed to own a firearm? Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> it works. Yes, it does. And uh, that's why it will never be written that way. <laughs> Ever. Because the government has to, they feel they need that. They they feel that they, like, how are we going to keep you under our boot if we can't tell you what to do? Well, I, I, It'll I, never be written that way. You know, you, you we've, we, we've had the conversation before as to what role do you think the government should have in the manner in which the internal running of the country is. And it's always been trying to figure out where that line is. And I think I finally came up with an analogy and I apologize to you because I know it's not going to be your favorite because it is unfortunately a sports analogy. <laughs> okay. I think the only job that the government should have is the referee. All mm. the, you know, they're not there to decide the end result. They're not there to, um, necessarily, you know, create extra rules. They're there simply to make sure that com that there's a competition going on, and that it's fair, and it's and it's decided by who has the most talent and capability, not because somebody went, okay, um, yeah, you're a better player, so you don't get to play as hard. Well, that sounds strangely like a meritocracy, sir, and you know how people feel about that right now. Just because you're qualified and you're better at it and you can do the job does not mean you should have it. Well, and that's what I mean by they shouldn't be deciding the outcomes. Oh, for sure. Uh, but even then, you know, that that's like that sounds like a fair competitive environment. And that's not how are we going to lift up all of the ethnicities and all of the disadvantaged people and stuff if we if we go through a meritocracy? That's and, not going to work. And, and and here comes the statement that my response to that one, and I'm sure no one's going to be surprised by it, and this is why most people look at me and go, dear God, you right-wing asshole. Um, I am one of the few people in this world, well, actually, I actually won't even say few, I'm one of the people in the midst of this argument and debate who thinks that we shouldn't be lifting people up. We should be giving them a ladder. Yeah, and that's, kind of how i feel as well like look you should have access to whatever it is you want absolutely all the training all the whatever you should be able to you should have the same shot everybody does and right now that is there is true there 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 it is true that not everybody has the same shot and i think well, we and, ought to fix that and and you've got all different types of people you've got people yep. who can uh use the ladder to get to the first floor you've got yep. people who can you know, manage to use a ladder to get to the first floor and then slowly climb the wall to get to the third floor. And then you've got that amazing guy who can use the same ladder in 30 seconds to get to the roof. Right. Now, you provided the same ladder to all three people, but there are people who are going to be better and people who are not. You should be provided the same access as far as I'm concerned. However, not everyone is going to use it or be able to use it the same way. And that's okay. Uh, that's not a popular opinion right now. Uh, and it's now also people will say that it's the people who haves, you know, the haves who make that argument. 
And I, I got to tell you, well, it's, the, the, well, see, there there is a portion of that which, if you're on the other side of it, I can understand. Now, if you can't tell, we're having analogy 101 here, people. Um, to continue with our latter analogy, there, as much as we're talking about the different people who can have the same talent with the same ladder, yeah, there are some rich people out there who have decided to go out and buy themselves a gold-plated rocket ladder that's extendable. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and I can understand point, the frustration with that. I can understand it. You know, speaking as somebody who grew up, and I won't say... Uh, you know, we weren't destitute or anything like that, but, you know, uh, like you hear these like little privileged chicks and like, oh, we were poor, but we didn't know it. No, I was aware. OK, I was fully aware that we had no freaking money. All right. When I was growing up, we were we were it was tight. Uh, so it, it was not cool. And doing everything financially was kind of a struggle through throughout life. Um, going to college, you know. It took everybody pulling at the same time to get me and my brother through the schooling that we had. And honestly, uh, I had 10 years of school loans. It sucked. Uh, it's nothing I could do about it. That's what I had to do to do that. And then afterwards, I pulled like a freaking train to get where I am today, which is not terribly far. I'm not a millionaire by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not poor by any stretch of the imagination. I'm in the middle. I am the vanishing class of middle America. Now, that said, there are people who did not have the same opportunity I did. It didn't matter what they did. They weren't going to be able to go to college through decisions and, and actions and uh, circumstances that were not their own. Uh, that is the part that sucks. You can't be mad at somebody else because they were able to use the, the resources that they had, the same resources, and get further on them. And I think that's a very popular thing today. They hate the people who got further, and it's just, it's just jealousy and rage and stuff. Uh, and, and that's not where you need to put your righteous indignation. That's it. Seems, and that's all that seems to be happening. Like, they're like, oh, rich people should. We should just kill all the rich people. It's like, okay, look, I get your rage, okay, but it isn't rich people who you're mad at. It's the billionaires sucking the life out of your future generations. That's the ones you're mad at, and I totally get it. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I mean, and, and what you're saying is true. Like there, uh, there are always going to be shortcuts. There are always going to be shortcuts, and money is one of those. I wouldn't know. I don't. I've never had any enough to make a shortcut. But, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but it's never been like, I'll just buy my way out of this life situation. <laughs> I can't no, do that, that. that. That personal opportunity has never been. I, I've never me. had that, right? No, like, I ah. No, I haven't checked my Powerball tickets this morning, so <laughs> that, that may change. But yeah, at the same I time. I can't get there from here. Like, it's never been. The best I've, I've been able to do is buy myself out of yard work. Okay, that's the best. I, like I, I make enough money. I don't have to mow my yard. I hate yard work. You rich bastard. I'm a rich bastard. <laughs> because I'm the one who's trying to figure out how he's going to cut the grass in the rain. Right. You know, like I, I, I pay a service twenty five dollars a week to cut my grass because I freaking hate doing it. And I, that's and if that makes me bougie, I understand. 
but I have enough money that I could pay a hundred bucks a month to have somebody cut my grass so I don't have to get hay fever and grass allergies every freaking week. And you know what? I don't feel bad about and that. And pollen is a bitch. It's a bitch, and especially if you're allergic to it, and I am, uh, I'm not doing it. I, I, <laughs> I tell you what, just to tell you how much of a bitch pollen is, I survived two years without getting COVID, and yet I got knocked on my ass <laughs> by pollen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I spent two years in the filter house. I went outside, and it went, hi, remember me? <laughs> it nearly killed me. I totally understand. Uh, I just and, – and I understand why people get upset. I, I do. I understand because you feel like the system is built against you, and it is. But I think people don't really understand how bad it is because they don't look at the whole picture and go, oh, this is like war games. The only way to win is not to play. Like you can't. You can't fight the system that is built systematically over the last 200 years to keep you where you are. I'm like, wow, that's and it's just getting like it's ramping up harder until the wheels come off of it. And I'm convinced that's how fast they're going like they're They really want to see how fast they can just run the wheels off the wagon. At this point, they're like, what? Hey, might as well get it while the getting's good, because this thing's going to fall apart soon. And thats I think that's the mentality. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think so. <laughs> All evidence points to they're just doing it to do it. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of those ones where you look around and you go, and they wonder why there's so many conspiracy theorists. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I do have a slightly lighter topic. I know we've been going for a little higher, but I do have a slightly lighter topic that we could do. Shoot, I'm in. Let's let's have it. Okay. If you could imbue to your child two skills that you have acquired in your lifetime and just open your head and install it in their head, what would you give them? Well, Skills well, now. Well, okay. There are – there's an assumption there that um, I think that's that's a difficult one. We, we have to first of all assume that I have functioning marketable skills. Well, yes. However, <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you had to that you could gift your child, what would you give them? Uh, well, the first one is the ability to cook. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Now, now I, I can cook. I won't, I'm not by no means a gourmet chef. But if you are hungry, you can feed yourself. Exactly. And I can look into a refrigerator and go, this goes together, this goes together, this goes together. This is a palatable meal. I take it your uh, daughter cannot do that yet. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and not for lack of trying, though. Just, well, that's good. Just not there. Not, and the thing is, is that, though not nearly as same problem, neither can my wife. Um, her problem is not ingredients. Her problem is time. Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't just have, you know, that little bit of timing that goes into cooking? Yeah, she doesn't have it. Oh, well, that's going to be a problem because uh, cooking requires that. Yes. Um, 
Oh, yeah. Well, okay. That's one. The the thing is, is that I think that's kind of, I mean, I I have one marketable skill and it is such a niche that it's the the couple of times that I haven't been able to work specifically for one of the companies that does exactly what it is that I do. And they are very few and far between that. The only thing left to me out there was bartending and retail. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, my, my work skill is that niche. And it is at wow. this point in time, after 22 years in this career, the only freaking thing I know how to do. <laughs> and, the, and so there's like no reason to impart that on anyone unless, of course, they're dumb enough to go into my field of work. <laughs> oh, so, it's so, going to be so fun. The prob- the pro- so the problem with this discussion is the supposition that I have a marketable skill. <laughs> So the the ability to cook and that's it. Yeah, I mean, I cook. I can cut the grass. Um, I can do very, 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 very basic carpentry if I have to. I can do very, very well. I let's put it this way: I can do very, very, very basic handyman type stuff around the house if I must. But I'm also the person that if it's if I must, it's it's really probably a better idea to call somebody. <laughs> I can do it if I have to, but it probably is a better idea to call somebody. All right. Fair okay. enough. Don't I, let Jake I, work on stuff. I can, <laughs> I, can, I can change the oil in my car, but it's still probably a better idea to go to Jiffy Loop. You know, so, so once again, we're coming down to do I really have a skill? I, I, yeah, no. You're going to change your mind here in just a second. Okay, shoot, because I I hope I'm because that would really make my day to find out that I'm wrong. Okay, my first skill that I would give to my daughter, right, if I just take it out and put it in her head, is the ability to keep her mouth shut in situations where it would be detrimental to her. And it is a skill because I had to learn it, and I didn't learn it till I was in my 40s. And I think if I could take it out of my head and put it in her head, her life would be better. Because she wouldn't stick her foot in her mouth the way I did. Because I can already see her doing it the way I did when I was a kid. And and I killed so many opportunities in my life because of crap that I said that was a bad idea at the time. Looking back now, I was like, crap. You know, like... I I wasted so many opportunities, personal and professional, and, and burned so many bridges because of crap I said. And I wish I could just take it out of my head and put it in her head and have her have the ability to go, should I say this thing that I'm thinking about right now? No, this is a bad idea. That's a skill, okay? I had to learn that. I, I will admit that that's a skill, but that's kind of a... Going in that direction, in, in once again to speak about myself, and is I do see my offspring having some of the same issues of that nature that I've had, but I won't say that I've actually managed to solve or any of those issues. I have mainly mainly learned how to function with those issues. <laughs> yeah, but how long did it take you to learn to function with those issues? I think about the same time you said, about 40 years. Yeah. Wouldn't you rather give your kid a fucking head start? I mean, 
if you could, wouldn't you just rather give that like here? Here's a gift to you, my child. You won't be miserable for half your life because of this crap that you think you can't control, but you can. Let me show you how to do this. I would love to give that to her. You know, like I would love to look her look at her and go, I'm going to fix a bunch of shit. You don't even know what's wrong. <laughs> Watch this. <laughs> boop, boop. You know, like 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 operator in the in the freaking matrix. I know how to keep my mouth shut. You know, show me, you know, like, holy crap. I see where you're going with this one, but I am I am at this point in life. Now, if you probably would have asked me this about 15 years ago, I probably would have been right there with you. At this point in this stage in my life, I am very, very comfortable with the idea that life does go in stages and that learning that is actually part of the process. Oh, I yeah, actually, but you could learn it so much freaking faster if you it, just listen. True. <laughs> but even so that, much faster. But even that is a learned skill, and in my, in my humble opinion, part of a life process. I look at my, my kid going through some of these things, and as much as I wish that I could just snap my fingers and make it better and easier for her, it's part of the process. It's oh, part of life. That's a bullshit part of the process, though. You know, it's like remedial math. Yeah, you got to do it, but God damn it. You know, like it'd be a lot easier if you just got it on the same curve as everybody. Because you can look around, right? And there are people, and they go faster further. There are people who figured this same crap you and I are talking about out at 19 and went, oh, that's how the world works. And just went off and did about their business and got it right the first time. They didn't need 17,000 examples like we did to learn how to conduct ourselves in a normal human society. Okay? There there are those people. I've met them. I hate them. This is <laughs> – It's. I agree that you wouldn't be the person you are today if you didn't have to suffer through all that shit. But if you didn't, you might have gotten a lot further, a lot faster – not having had to go through it like, oh, I understand these things now. I won't do these stupid ass things that get me in trouble or that lose that opportunity for me. And honestly, I would love for her to have that so that she could get on with the harder stuff, right? The stuff that actually makes a damn difference or can make a positive difference in her life. I would love for her to do that because I keep watching her bounce into walls going, oh, God damn it. I know, I knew, I knew she was going to do that. I knew this is how she'd handle it. And, and sure enough, here we are at the principal's office again. <laughs> What'd she say? And, and I, and I agree with you and I understand where you're coming from. Um, I, I don't know. See, I've always thought it very, very easily as my role as the parent is to, to be not necessarily to fix it, but to be the one to help them up, dust them off pat him on the back and say hey go try again oh no that's what you do and you go and watch them do the same damn thing that you did too. Like, all right well uh, for this one we're gonna need band-aids a fifth of whiskey <laughs> for me not her yeah. and we're gonna need... and, and but once again i've always been very very comfortable with that being my role as a parent 
I'm comfortable with it. I just wish she didn't have to go through the drama because I can see what she's doing. And I know how it's going to affect her. And I know how upset she's going to be later when she figures out. And she does. When she figures out she did it to herself. Take take this. uh, Let's take the same argument on a much, much broader scale. Okay, because because I understand where you're going here. But take it as a much, much broader scale, and you start to realize maybe why what you're talking about isn't possible even individually, or maybe it'll explain why even on the broader scale it's not that possible. Look at all of these young people out there talking about communism and socialism like it's a great idea. Yeah. Those of us who are older have have seen these things. All of, and, and even take even take a go above and beyond that. All of these people who are looking at just work ethic and all of that wonderful stuff. Oh, you guys have just been beating yourselves up for all these years. We shouldn't have to do that. But you're going to miss something if you don't. You know, and we as adults are looking at a lot of these younger people thinking to ourselves, I wish I had a way of explaining to them that the world doesn't work that way, or it's not the outcome that you're hoping for doesn't work. And, and But as much as you can stand there and the response you get is some version of, okay, boomer. Sure. Uh, it, it's it's the same thing. It's one of those things that they're go- you, you know and you're hoping that they don't find it out the hard way that they're going to be looking around all wearing, you know, whatever the latest version of the Mal jacket is uh, in living in utter destitute poverty while the, the Orwellian pigs are in the big house eating, you know, uh, good and wandering around happy and looking and looking around going, well, this isn't the way it was supposed to go. And all of us who are, who have seen that before could be standing around going, <laughs> we told you so. Yeah. That's, that's the way it is. Well, and I agree but, that but it's, but, life... But, but, but we're talking about that in, in, a, in the much more personal, smaller scale of your family. Your kids are the same thing. You're looking at your kids going, yeah, okay, I, I see you doing that. Not only that, but I can remember what you were thinking, and now I'm even thinking and looking at the look on my father's face going, shit, he was thinking the same thing I am now. And, uh, and it's sort of like the Matrix. Nobody can be told how it, to grow it, up. Exactly. But still... There are fucking skills you could have that it sure as shit shortcut that stuff. And I I wish I could give them to her. I really do. Because it's at a certain point, you do have to learn and pay for all the stuff you get. Absolutely. But there are people born with it. And I've seen them. I mean, my brother was one of those. He knows when to keep his damn mouth shut. Well, it was so much easier for him. (laughs) And he just had it like he was born with that. Right. That's a skill he had. He could say the right thing at the right time and just skate right on through. Yeah, I've got a cousin like that. And it's just, I'm like, God. And I learned it. I learned it, and it took me 40 fucking years (laughs) to learn it. And you're just, you look at it and go, oh, crap. You know, like, I was just too dumb to learn the skill. Or uh, too willful, or whatever it is, too insert adjective or, or personality trait here, to, to learn the skill. But there are people who have it. And it's not that they, he's, his life 
path is any less valuable because he knew how to keep his mouth shut and take advantage of of his opportunities. I don't think that's the case at all. I think it's more a a thing of, man, he had that and I didn't, and I had to just crawl over broken glass to get it, and it would have been a lot easier if I'd have been smarter. And and it's like, damn it, because my kid had – now, one of my my children does not have that problem. (laughs) (laughs) And she is beloved by everyone who she comes across. She is this glowing ball of little golden light, and she just dances through life like a damn Disney princess. And then there's my eldest, who is me in a teenage girl body, and it's painful to watch her go through. And I'm like, damn it. But you also know very well that at some point in life, even above and beyond whether or not it, that, that piece actually clicks, she's going to find her people. Man, I hope so. I hope she has people. <laughs> Honestly, I hope that that her generation is like because we come from Gen X and Gen X. Like I, I've watched a lot about this and I've talked to a lot of Gen Xers and everything. And I think we all can agree. Gen X is like the forgotten generation. Like we were beat up. <laughs> the people generally speaking, our parents had no idea where we were, or what we were doing. <laughs> Safety was not of paramount concern. So I don't I don't think that that it can't be done. I really do. I think, it, and I don't think it's any less valuable that a, a child, if they got this skill, like they would, cause there's always stuff to learn. There's always stuff that you can do, but I think it would be more advantageous if they did. But the other skill I would go with, uh, much like you is much more practical. Although I think less life changing <laughs> than being able to keep your damn mouth shut, uh, in situations where it's advantageous to you. Uh, however, I think the next skill for my daughter or the other skill that I would give her is the ability and the the uh, uh, overall all the skills that I have in mechanics to her. Now, now uh, see, that I would agree is incredibly useful. In fact, if you find a way to transfer that to somebody, I'd like it too. <laughs> And, and by mechanics, I mean just like uh, general repair of stuff. Um, my daughter is very, very – my eldest is very – and when I talk about my daughter, I'm normally talking about my eldest. Uh, my youngest does not is, – is very different from her. But my eldest, she's very creative. Uh, and if it's in the form of paint or fabrics or, or something of that nature, she is inherently gifted, just just gifted in a way that is beyond me. Um, you put a screwdriver in that same child's hand or wrench or hammer or anything else like that. And you are literally endangering her and everyone around her. (laughs) I don't care what it is. I don't care what she's repairing. I don't care what she's working on. It is in fact terrible. (laughs) I wish I could just like, Oh, Oh no. Because I'm pretty handy. I mean, I'm not the world's best at anything, but I'm pretty handy, or at least I like to think I am. I can normally, unless it's air conditioning, which I won't touch, or or something. Uh, But People, he is selling himself extremely short. (laughs) I don't know about that, but I'm relatively handy. Uh, And I, I, I look at her try and do things or try and fix things, and I'm like, what? What are you doing? 
please stop. Like all of us are going to die now because like, what what are you doing? That's you're fixing a shelf with that's going to fall on your head, child. Like no, damn it. And I just I I can't help. I would really love for her to have the mechanical and and know how ability that that I just take it out of my head and put it in her head. I don't have tons, but I have enough that she could not endanger herself. Like I'm I can reasonably fix stuff around me. Right. Car, um, small vehicles, household stuff, electronics, you know, the firearms, stuff with metal. I, I mean, I know how to weld. I can woodwork. I can do mechanics. I can do all kinds of stuff and, and, at a reasonable capacity. Uh, my daughter has none of it and has no desire to learn. <laughs> it's not. It's just, she's like, eh, it's fine. Kayla, you fix that. It's with gum. Like it's not gonna hold, baby. It's not. In fact, it's already. See how it's already stretching. It's not gonna work. It's this isn't a cartoon. Like we've got to, we got to use an adhesive of some sort. I did. No, that's gum. That's not. No, <laughs> baby. It's not. Like if she can't fix it with with like duct tape, it's not happening. <laughs> Wait a minute. What What are the uh, three tools that you can fix everything with? Uh, duct tape, vice grips, and WD forty. Yeah. Uh, I've always heard duct tape, zip strips, and bailing wire. Okay, I won't argue uh, with you on that. Uh, that was that was always what my father said. You know, like you, you can you can fix the world with duct tape, bailing wire, and zip strips. Yeah, I, I don't have the bailing wire, but I, actually, I'm just looking from where I'm sitting now and amazed by how many things are held together with zip ties in my house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Zip ties fix lots of stuff, okay? That's all I'm saying. He fix a lot of stuff with zip ties, man. <laughs> Hell, I mean, it, it, you've worked with electronics before, so you'll understand this one. The, the two things that I keep in my, uh, or the, the three things that I keep in my work bag for fixing medical lasers in the field, if need be, to get through the case is um, a uh, an Allen key, electrical tape, and paper clips. <laughs> paper See, clips. that's my guy. And you call, you say I am, well, am well, talented and stuff. That I couldn't fix a very, laser with those three items if my life very, depended very, on. Very, very, very niche, as I said before. <laughs> <laughs> Where I have a very broad set of skills with a lot of stuff. You are like expert, like MacGyver level with one. <laughs> yeah. and, and and as I and all that really is is calling the office and going okay which circuit needs to be completed just to get me through this case <laughs> uh whereas i go to just uh, like I, my shannon calls it my sickness my sickness is i feel the need to restore everything like if i see something broken i must fix it like i don't even care if it's mine i want to fix it and I know how normally, like normally I look at something and go, you know, I can fix that with this, you know, and and it just drives me crazy because I must fix everything. And I I love buying craptastic things and then fixing them up new and I have no use for them. I just I look, I fixed this. I have made it new. <laughs> it is it is recovered now from what it was. And it, I, one of my, if you listen to another cast, one of my favorite hobbies is fixing up old guns, right? You like buy old crappy guns and then fix them up so that they're new and, and working serviceably, and then you can sell them for a lot more money, uh, which funds my hobby of, of blowing up flying pottery. And um, 
Essentially, that's what it is. Oh, no, that, that's why it was funny. <laughs> and uh, uh, shooting sporting clays, for those of you who are not familiar with that. And Shannon's like, oh, for crying out loud, at least you find an outlet. At least you find an outlet for your sickness. Because <laughs> right? I fix everything. I It doesn't matter what it is. Mechanical cars, uh, appliances, houses, tables, furniture, uh, firearms. It doesn't matter what it is. I want to fix it. Right. And it's uh, Shannon. Shannon yells at me all the time because I want to fix her problem, right? Because she she wants to yell about it, but I I'm like, you know, we could fix that. She's like, don't even try, <laughs> like don't don't. I'm like, yeah, but I know how. <laughs> She's like, I know you know how, and it's gonna really annoy me when you tell me because it was probably a good idea, but I don't want to hear it right now. I'm like, oh, and I'll just sit there and start. <laughs> Like rocking back and forth. <laughs> I feel the desperate need to tell her how to fix it because I know how. Uh, <laughs> it's this, bad. This, this is why I. The worst part about it is this is why I have a tough time with my wife who works in education telling me about her day. <laughs> I'm, and the worst part about it is, is I'm not actually joking. I'm serious. I have a very, very difficult time with listening to what my wife puts up with as an educator, because I'm pretty sure that I could fix this and make all of these kids geniuses just by not putting up with the level of bullshit that she does. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's bad that my wife's in it now because fixing computers was something I did. Like I've been in it for, I was in it for like 10 years. I, I know how to fix machines. <laughs> Like she'll she'll call and and tell me this incredibly complex problem that she's having on a you know a bank wide ATM system and I'm like oh okay well this is how you fix that and the first three times she did it she didn't listen to me and then like the fourth time she did she goes oh my she called back she's like have you ever worked on one of these I'm like no but it's a computer how how hard can it be it's not that big a deal it's a machine I know how to fix machines. Well, the other part about this is now you now she's doing her job in the middle of the day, calling you at your job in the middle of the day when you have other things you need to be doing, asking you how to fix something. Oh yeah, but I love that. I, I oh, do. Okay. It's Never like mind. I, I, I one, fixed it. I, I would be the one sitting there going, I, "Look, look, I have my own shit to fix." <laughs> no, it's a problem. It's a puzzle I get to solve. I get to fix it, right? So it's like one of the things. Like she's calling me to help her fix her day, and she's happy about it, and I get to fix something. It's great. It's one. It's done wonderful things for our marriage. It's great. <laughs> I, I get to fix it. Really, seriously. So put me on Google Duo. Well, show me the problem. We'll fix it. I'll figure this out. <laughs> you know, she's like, you know, I went to school for this for six months. And she, you're fixing this in ten minutes. Like, yeah, it's a computer. Let's show me the thing. <laughs> you know, I I don't care. I want to fix stuff, and and I'm I'm not half bad at it. You know, I, I can fix a large range of things. So I wish I wish I could like just download that and put it in my do- here. There you go. You know, it'll make your life easier. You may not have the money to do a bunch of like when we moved into our house. We didn't have any furniture. We didn't have any money to have. Our, we, we could afford the house, but not furniture to put in it. So I learned woodworking. Inflatable mattresses are perfectly fine. <laughs> they are not. <laughs> so I learned woodworking so I could build my own, like every piece of furniture you see in my house. I either found it on the side of the road and refurbished it, got it at a, uh, a secondhand shop and fixed it or built it myself. Everything, uh, except for like two tables. That's it. 
And everything else I've refurbished, rebuilt, built myself or, or salvaged from a junkyard. And there, my house looks fine, but I didn't pay new for any of it. If it's wood, I, I either built it or fixed it because it was much cheaper there. I didn't have enough money to buy furniture. I didn't have that kind of cash. So what do you do? Well, let's make it or fix it. And that's kind of what I do with everything. And it's uh, – Shannon used to find it really annoying. <laughs> what is that? Oh, dear Lord. Where did you – what trash heap did you find that in? No, 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 no. It's going to be great. <laughs> so, yeah, I wish I wish I could give that to, to my daughter. It would be, be cool. But uh, with that aside, do you have media this week, sir? Uh. The only thing I've really seen new is I went and saw Doctor Strange. <laughs> Other than that, I, you know, I, the things that I've actually been watching are the things that you've already recommended to me on media on this. So because I watched Russian Doll. Oh, how'd you like that? I enjoyed the hell out of it. Yep. I watched Tokyo Vice. Enjoyed yep. the hell out of that. Yep. Uh, other than that, I have been resorting to watching ancient episodes of a Law and Order. And I have been watching tons and tons and tons of ancient aliens. Well, that's not going to do anything for his conspiracy problem. All right. <laughs> no, so. not, not, not at all. I will say that one thing about ancient aliens, which I've always found hilarious, is that you start out the first few seasons going, okay, that's actually plausible. That's weird. By the end of the season, by the by season like nine, you're going, okay, I think you're stretching it there a bit, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the the crazier Stephanopoulos's hair uh, got <laughs> aliens. Uh, Giorgio, I think his name is Giorgio Stephanopoulos. I think his name yes. is. Yeah, uh, he's great. I love watching him. He's hysterical. He, like the the further the, the seasons the got, level the of weirder his hair is. The enthusiasm he has for some of these things from time to time is absolutely hilarious. Oh, it's infectious, isn't it? Yes, yeah. it's, it's I mean, great. It, it's kind of like okay, you wandered out into the desert to look at a stone that somebody said fell from the sky, and you have decided that this is now signs of life on another world. It's a fucking rock, dude. <laughs> Aliens. And you are as happy as any human being could be looking at the rock. I, You know what? I strive to be that happy about anything. It's great. I love it. You know, the only time I'm that happy is when I'm fixing something. That's that's about it. Like in those 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 uh, personality tests, I am always the rehabilitator. That's that's where my shit falls. Uh, yeah, we, we, we've, we've talked about this before. I will not announce in public where I come up <laughs> on those. If you really want to know, I'll tell you after the cast. But yeah, no. Um uh, well, uh, the, the, uh, and I will throw in one last thing that I've that I've been doing uh, in, in media and entertainment is and, and you've experienced this with me to some extent. I have discovered the TikTok rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> I've heard people talk about this, but I never, I never really experienced it until you you open up TikTok and three hours later, it's kind of like I've just been oh, sitting shit. here. <laughs> It's afternoon. <laughs> oh crap! It's kind of like, and I have not. It's not even like I've looked at anything of any substance or value in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I you've just like lost three hours. <laughs> You're like, oh crap! <laughs> I really need to go to the bathroom, and the sun has changed positions. 
That's not good. Yeah, that that was actually a new one. You know, I've had people like try to suck me into the TikTok rabbit hole. I've had people sending me TikToks for years, and I'll usually watch what they send me. Go, oh, that's nice and quaint, and move forward. Now, I, now I'm pretty sure that anybody that I am on that that I am texting friends with has started looking at their phone every time a ding is going. Why the fuck did he send me twelve TikTok videos at the same time? <laughs> I don't. I'm like, oh, rabbit hole. Oh yeah, I've. I've begun to set a time like I, when I start TikTok, I start a timer or an alarm on my phone for 15 minutes. Yeah, see that doesn't work because even after that goes off, I'm sitting there going, "Oh yeah, j- just like three more." Yeah, see, three, I three I, more. I can't because I know I'll be just like that. I know that like, oh no, I got to put a limit on this, so I do like a 15 or 20 minute timer, and that's all I can do. Like, okay, I have spent my 15 minutes on TikTok. Now I have to go do other things uh, before I can do now. I will say that because of my aforementioned, uh, I have 5,000 projects going at any one time, uh, there is stuff to do. Uh, so I, I try and limit the TikTok thing. Like right now, I'm surrounded by a litany of projects. Like I've got to repair my inline skates that uh, my daughter wants to uh, me to fix because she's never seen me skate. She doesn't believe I can do it, uh, which I was a semi-pro skater oh, when I was 20. I don't realize why she thinks I can't. Maybe she's just daring me, so I'll take her to the skating ring again. <laughs> Okay, um, I have to interject on this one. What? Now, this was 20 years ago. Yeah. Not long after I met my wife, she uh, decided that she was going to buy herself a bicycle. Okay, that's fair. My wife did the same. And and and, and said to me, you should buy one, too. We can go bicycling together. My and wife did the exact same thing. And now I was by no means what you were, what, as you put it to yourself, a semi-pro inline skater. But considering the fact that I hate jogging, <laughs> I had gotten into inline skating as just, you know, going down the road as a way of exercise. I did something very similar when I started. Yes. Okay. So I looked at her and went, you know, look, I've got a pair of rollerblades. I haven't put them on in about six months to a year just due to work and busy and life moving on. I'll drag them out of the closet and I'll rollerblade while you ride your bike. And she's like, you cannot keep up with me on a bike while you're on a pair of rollerblades. And my response was, I bet you I can. Uh, because I actually used to do that. I mean, you know, friends would go, hey, I'm going to go biking. It's like, fine, I'll rollerblade next to you. Sure. Um. So we get out to what, and if you, it will make no sense to you unless you live in the area to the Baltimore-Annapolis bike trail. Okay. And uh, she gets on her bike. I get on my rollerblades. We're out there for about 30 seconds. I'm actually out in front of her, and she will even say, um, wow, he's actually doing pretty good. And then something happened. She grabbed a gear. No, I had apparent. I had been rotating the wheels on my rollerblades the last oh, no. time I saw. Uh, last time I worked with them, and had lost in some fashion or form. We've talked about it before on another cast with firearms. You know how you just lose a bolt. Yep. Okay. Well, I lost a bolt. Couldn't find the bolt. I have no clue where it went. It got sucked off into another dimension. For all I know, I lost a bolt. And I had just crammed the wheel into the front of the rollerblades and went, I'll fix it later, and had completely (laughs) forgotten about it. So about five or six strokes in, as I'm going, it comes out, and my front of my rollerblade hits pure plastic. Which is a break, essentially. Yes. And I land 
flat on my chest and managed to pop four ribs. Great. Fantastic. Oh, oh yeah. So I'm Fantastic. laying right in the middle of this bike trail. People are sitting there yelling at me as I'm trying desperately with four broken ribs to crawl off the bike trail. People who are going 80 miles an hour are skewing by me going, get out of the way, damn it, fuck it, on your left. Um, and my wife is just laughing her <laughs> fucking brains out. <laughs> the best part about it is she looks at me at some point and says, oh, see, I told you you should have been wearing pads. I didn't hit anything that would have been padded. Yeah, you, there's no pads for your ribs. Yeah, I didn't hear and And so I haven't been on a pair of rollerblades since. Um, but but yeah, that that was that was a bad day. See, I, um, my wife and I used to go because we were again poor. Neither of us had any money when we were dating, so we used to go to the park all the time to to you know exercise, and it was a chance to be together, and it was cool. So she would ride. She had a ten speed that she liked to ride, and I was on skates. And she's like, "There's no." She did the same thing. You, there's no way you can keep up with me. I'm like, "Oh, I bet I can. I skate three, four hours a day every day, and I have for the last two, three years. Like I, pretty sure I can." And my legs were ripped back in the day. And, uh, of course, this was in my 20s. They are not so now. Uh, but back in the day, you know, and we would. I'd skate for, you know, we'd skate for or I'd skate beside her or, or, you know, whatever for about 45 minutes. And then she would like on the big hills and stuff like that. I couldn't make them up as fast as she would. So she uh, she'd grab a gear, you know, like low granny gear and tell me to grab the back of her seat. And she pull me up the hill. And, and get me over it, and then we go down. And it was it was a lot of fun. We, I mean, I kept up with her most of the time, and a lot of times I was in front, and so she'd grab a gear and get in front of me or whatever, and or I could coast uh, grabbing on the back of her seat, which gave me a, an excuse to kind of fondle her ass, and it was great. You know, it was it was a fun time. Um, years later, you know, I, I was pretty good up until my forties. Like uh, again, a dear friend of ours uh, who who does a lot of hockey. Uh, has rollerblades as well and uh he's you know we used to have conversations this was almost 10 years ago i bet i'm faster than you on skates i'm like i bet you're not <laughs> you know like i am super quick and he was super quick now if we had that same conversation it would just be like look man you go as fast as you can go i'm gonna go as fast as i can go i'm just trying to avoid breaking something because i know that the, <laughs> the rehabilitation if i happen to fall and break something will be years so I'm going to go at the speed that I feel comfortable going at. You go at whatever speed you want. That would be the conversation now. <laughs> like I'm going to go at a safe speed for me. Uh, I'm a man in my mid-40s. I am no longer the fastest thing on wheels. I understand that. I accept that. If you want to be that guy, you go right ahead. That's what I would say now. But uh, that said, um, I'm going to cheat with my media recommendation. Okay. Uh, my media recommendation comes in two forms. Uh, one is uh, the show Strange New Worlds just released. I can't believe you didn't use this. This is so easy. The show Strange New Worlds, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, just released two weeks ago. You, you used that last week. I know. Okay. But, <laughs> but um, it released two weeks ago. It is phenomenal. Uh, we like it very much. In fact... Here's my media. Uh, we like it so much. <laughs> we, we started a podcast uh, of it. Uh, 
it is called Strange New Worlds Fancast. Uh, we have two episodes. We're planning to go weekly with the show, uh, weekly until the show runs out of the season, and then we're going to try and convince Shannon to do some other Star Trek show that she doesn't like watching. Uh, I that, doubt we'll see, get that there. That would be just as much fun. Yeah, I doubt we'll get there. We'll probably have to do something she's into because I don't know if I can make her do it. But we started a Strange New Worlds Fancast podcast. Uh, it is on Podbean. It is uh, if you just search Podbean for Strange New Worlds Fancast, you will find it. Also, if you need the link for it, uh, it is Strange New Worlds Fancast dot Podbean dot com. Uh, it's me, Jake, and my wife Shannon. Uh, who is we, delightful, by the way. She is delightful. I keep telling people that, and they, I think they don't believe me. Um, she is also just as messed up as I am. Uh, as evidence, she married me and has been married to me and in my area of effect for 20-some-odd years. She ain't right, okay? Uh, she is a lovely person. I enjoy talking sci-fi with her, as I do with Jake, and we have a great time uh, on the cast. So if you want to check it out, Please do. It's a shameless plug. I'm totally using it for my media recommendation uh, because I just enjoy doing the cast and I enjoy the show a great deal. But uh, more than anything else, I enjoy doing the cast with these two. And uh, we welcome you to take a listen and tell us we're great. Tell us we suck. Tell us you're never going to listen again. All that stuff. But take a listen. Uh, it's a great show and it's worth exploring. Well, you got anything else? Oh, I'm sure I do, but I probably shouldn't, so I think we're good. <laughs> well, uh, our same, same closeout as always. World's still here next week. We'll, be, we'll see you then.